Whenever I hear someone use the word detox, I'm always a little bit skeptical. There's so many people out there claiming they've got some sort of magic cure that's going to detoxify the body and make you feel like a million bucks or make you feel like a whole new person. And honestly, most of them are kind of snake oil. But the detox I'm going to talk about this week is a social media detox that I did. And I promise you, it's not snake oil. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table. I'm your host, Candace Eisner. everyone. So I'm finally recording a podcast episode about this whole social media detox thing that I talked about a few times in previous episodes, or if you're on my newsletter list, you've already heard a bit about it. So what I want to do is talk a little bit about the time I spent away from social media, which is what the social media detox was all about, what that did for my business, and you know just how it sort of helped me with my life. So it's a little bit more of a personal episode this week, um, but uh, I do uh, promise you there is some value and some interesting things to glean from what I learned being off social media for six weeks. So I hope, I hope you find this interesting. It was also surprising to me that a lot of people had questions about my whole social de- media detox thing, and some folks even considered jumping on board and doing their own detox or cutting back on their own social media use, even if they weren't completely going away from it. Um, So again, you know, I think there's interest in this topic. So the whole idea of doing this social media detox thing came about because a number of people I respect were doing them. I had a friend from the circus arts community. I knew uh, several entrepreneurs who were doing them. I knew a few people from my Buddhist community that were interested. So there's this wealth of knowledge around me and a bunch of people were saying how much of a difference it really made in their lives. Um, But on a personal level, I'd also been really noticing my own struggle with being on the internet so much. I was working long hours on work stuff, and yet I'd still be spending all this time surfing social media uh, every single day, even though I was on the computer for long hours doing work stuff. You know, and I was I was checking in with friends. Sure, that's totally true. But also I was kind of getting kind of obsessive about likes and shares and tweets and, you know, regrams and all that nonsense. So one day I looked at my computer screen and I just kind of felt gross. And that was my cue that, you know what, I needed to get off the computer and I needed to start spending time on other things. And I needed to start examining um, how much time I was wasting on social media. So... When I told people I was actually going to go on a total social media detox for an extended period of time, and that was six weeks, the reactions were mostly really positive, um, which was also a little surprising to me because I figured a lot more people would be sort of skeptical or think that I was completely insane. Some people wanted to follow me, like I said, but they felt that they couldn't due to personal or business connections um, that they have to maintain or work things that they were doing. And, and of course, that's fine. Any, any reaction was fine because, you know, that's people's reactions. That's up to them. Some people were wondering how long I'd last, which was valid. You know, I do spend a lot of time on social media, or at least I did. So that's cool that they were wondering how long I was going to last. And others were curious about my reasons why, and they wondered if they too had to start thinking about their own use, you know, how they were using social media and how it was taking time away from some other things maybe they should have been doing. So it wasn't my intention when thinking about doing this. I didn't mean to sort of like pull people into this conversation, but I did appreciate the dialogue it was creating. How do we use social media and how much should we be using it? Is it more stress than it's worth? And does it even really matter? So from a personal level, 
for me, it was sort of exploring what being online means to me and my work, because my work is primarily online, and what kind of identity I was building there, and what kind of connections I'm building, you know, sort of online and offline. So on July 15th of this year, um, which was coincidentally the same uh, time that I launched my podcast, I logged into Facebook and I made sure all my notifications of any kind were shut off. And then I did the same on Twitter and I did the same on YouTube and on Instagram. And I removed all the bookmarks and quick links to these social media sites from my browsers. And then I posted a quick update to a few of the various social media platforms to let folks know I was okay. And then I logged out for the last time and I closed everything. Then I shut down Tweetbot and I moved all my social media apps into what I called the app jail. So on both my iPad and my iPhone. So the app jail was a folder that said, do not touch, which was a message that would glare back at me if I tried to even go into any of my social media apps. And then I was done. I was off social media for six weeks and I was free and it was awesome. Or, you know, at least so I thought. There were lessons here, let me tell you. Within the first few days came those first two lessons from this experiment. People actually expect you to be on social media these days. And many local businesses and organizations, at least here in Toronto, use Facebook or Instagram as their only way of keeping people up to date on things like business hours or dates for events. Here's a real life example. The day after I went on the detox, the detox, the detox, maybe it's both, who knows. I attended a brush lettering workshop with Ligatures YYZ, which I totally recommend you look those guys up if you're interested in, interested in brush lettering or um, like hand lettering, that kind of stuff. Definitely look them up. Anyway, that's an aside. While I was there, the instructors mentioned social media a number of times, how we could add them on Twitter or Instagram, how they'd post photos from the grass on Instagram, what accounts that you should follow for inspiration, all that kind of stuff. Not once did they even consider that there might be people in the class who aren't on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, etc. They really were speaking like it was a given. And given my detox status, it was kind of surreal. I almost couldn't believe that they, there was this sort of assumption that everybody was for sure on these social media platforms. So that was day one. And then a couple days in, I decided I wanted to start investigating local running groups, since running can be more fun with others, right? But almost every group I found used Facebook as their way of keeping everyone up to date on run days, meeting locations, or other really important things you want to know if you're going to join a group activity. To be totally honest, I cheated and I logged into Facebook to check out a few groups before logging back out. And, you know, I felt kind of gross about doing it because the Facebook notifications box was glaring at me and I felt like I was cheating myself because I wasn't supposed to be on Facebook. So... That really wasn't going to fly, and I told myself I wasn't going to do that again. Now, looking at this from a business perspective, as a small business person, and as massage therapists, and as, or other healthcare providers, you know, this kind of stuff makes me pause, because Facebook or Instagram really might be preferred plat platforms for these people to sort of advertise their businesses, and they, maybe they aren't ready or willing to build a website and keep it up to date. But... I think it's important that you ask yourself if you're really reaching everyone in your audience, if you rely too heavily or solely on social media. Expecting everybody who is interested in your business to have a Facebook account might not be an insane assumption, given that Facebook reports they have 1.71 billion monthly active users. Yes, that's a real statistic. I just looked that up the other day. 
Um, but even with those stats, there are plenty of people who just aren't using the platform or aren't using social media in general. I can tell you that for sure because I have several friends who are younger than I am and they simply are not into social media. So you are missing out on those potential people if you only use social media as the only way to communicate you know, new stuff with people. You aren't doing yourself any favors by choosing a platform that requires signing up for an account as your sole means of communicating with your audience. You should always think about using your website as your primary means or something else, emails, something that doesn't require someone to sign up for a special account. So let's get back to my detox thing. As time went on, I started to notice my habits shifting. When I started, I grabbed my phone many times a day and flipped through the screens mindlessly. Maybe you guys do that kind of thing too. I know a lot of us do. I see my friends, my family, my circus coaches, uh, you know, people I don't know on the street doing it. It's just a habit that we all have. And as I was doing it though, I realized that I was doing it out of habit because I usually do those things to check my notifications and likes and tweets and all that stuff. So I would put the phone away again. Funny enough though, a side benefit of doing this was I needed to charge my phone a lot less because I wasn't, you know, checking for messages. Over time, I was checking for messages less and less and less and less. So I was barely even using my phone. Um, usually, I usually like on a regular day when I am using social media um, and using my phone in the normal way that I do, I only get about a day out of one full charge. But now I was actually getting two full days um, unless I was using my phone's GPS a lot, like going out geocaching if you guys are into that because I, I am. <laughs> But okay, so so that's the personal side of stuff. But what happened with my business? Um, several people close to me pointed out that since I run a business that's almost completely online, going off social media would make things difficult. Now I realize you guys don't run businesses that are completely online, but there is something to learn, maybe, I hope, from what I've done, you know? Um, so they weren't wrong in the assumption that it was going to be difficult running a business that relies heavily on social media. However, I did kind of plan for that. That's why I chose the summer, which is usually a sh slower time of year for my business and usually for you guys too, unless you work in certain areas where the summer is more busy. Um, but for a lot of massage therapists, the summer is a bit quieter. And that's why I chose that time to do the detox because I knew that it was going to be far less of an issue. It's also why I knew that this was going to be for a limited period of time. It's just there's no way I could sp I could completely walk away from social media, not with the kind of things that I do for a living. And maybe that's the same for you guys. Maybe, you know, I know there's a lot of massage therapists out there who do use social media as ways to, for example, let people know about same day appointments or let people know about new services and all that kind of stuff. So maybe it's not a reasonable thing for you to walk away from social media completely either. But those things aside, I did have a few big lessons around using social media and my business. So the first thing was that running a business that relies heavily on social media is strange and somewhat difficult when you're not on social media. Hello, pretty obvious. However, my business didn't really suffer that much while I was away from social media. That part was less obvious. In fact, in some ways it actually grew. I had more people sign up for my email newsletter and had a number of people had, sorry, had the number of people listening to my weekly podcast go up. What? That was crazy. And you know what? Other entrepreneurs who have done this whole social media detox thing have reported the exact same thing. It's super weird, but it's true. It's like maybe absence makes the heart grow fonder. Back when I was a massage therapist, actually, that 
sort of tended to happen when I went on vacation. I would have a million people try to book appointments right before I went on vacation and I'd have like a full schedule when I got back. But maybe like say three weeks before I went on vacation, it was kind of a ghost town and there weren't that many people booking. It was weird. It was like this absence makes the heart grow fonder thing. Like all of a sudden when people know you're going to be away, they really want to, to you know, to be with you, to, to book an appointment, to get a treatment. I'm, I'm sure this has happened to many of you listening because it seems to be a really common thing. So the second thing I realized was I had cre I had created a lot of bad habits around using social media to waste time during the day. Now, those escape mechanisms were now off the table, right? So I was able to focus more on my day-to-day -day work and I was able to get a lot more done in less time. That's probably not a huge surprise as well. But I also had a number of great new ideas for my business jump out at me when I least expected it. And it was so great. It was like not filling my brain with all this extra social media, surfing, mindlessly doing it stuff allowed my creative side to sift those kinds of things right to the surface so I could work on them. And that was awesome. And the third and probably most important thing was the fact that I had to untangle the success of my work from the success of my life. And I think all of us, whether we're massage therapists or web designers or marketing people or construction workers or whatever you do in your life, a lot of us do have that trouble. Um, I really do believe you need to make work part of your life because it is part of your life. You know, that's, that's totally true. But it's really easy to lose yourself in that and think you are your work. And that's especially true for all of us who are small business entrepreneur types. Like we, we own our business, we put so much of our heart into our business, and we start to feel like we are our business and that's it. You know, and yes, it is vital for your success that you put your heart and energy into your business, but it is just as important to put time and energy into all the other things you do too, like sitting in the sun on a gorgeous late summer morning and enjoying that, or, you know, having a cup of coffee with a trusted friend, or cleaning your house, it's got to get cleaned, right? Or picking up your kids from their swim practice. It's all important and none of it should be treated as sort of lesser than the other things. So... All in all, am I going to stay away from social media completely? Well, no. You know, I have wonderful friends and family who I connect with them, connect with there, that is, and some of them I actually met online. Um, and that's just the way we communicate these days, and that's fine with me. And like I've mentioned, my business really benefits from me so being on social media, so there's no way I'm going to stay off completely. And that's probably true for all of you guys listening as well, is, you know, your business benefits from you being on social media and letting people know about those last-minute appointments or the new course that you took and that kind of thing. So staying off social media might be completely nuts for you too. But... This whole process has made me examine the ways that I can use social media more effectively and how I can be smarter about it and not waste hours surfing YouTube for cute videos of cats or reading the latest um, T.O. Polly debate on Twitter. That's the that's the Toronto politics hashtag. Um, I think my business is going to be a lot healthier for it and I think I'm going to be a lot happier for it. And before I sign off, I have one kind of funny thing to share with you. So shortly after I came back um, from this whole detox thing, a Facebook friend posted us a, posted this, let us guess your age based on your social media use quiz. I'm sure all, any of you on Facebook have seen those silly quizzes you can take, right? So I took the quiz and I got that I'm 54 years old. Now, let me remind you, I'm actually in my late 30s. <laughs> and the 54 
seem to be based mostly on the fact that I don't post daily and I prefer Instagram to Snapchat. It's totally tongue in cheek, but it was also kind of funny given that, you know, I'm just coming back from a social media detox and I'm not using social media constantly. And it seems that a lot of people do use social media constantly. So, you know, there's your, there's maybe your laugh for the week. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. If you found this podcast interesting or helpful to you in some way, or if you found one of the other episodes helpful, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a rating over on iTunes. Just load up iTunes, find my podcast, and click the stars to rate. Um, I'd appreciate it if you gave me five stars, but I totally understand if you feel that I'm not worth five stars. Um, That said, do pop me an email or find me on social media to let me know what I can do to improve the podcast. I would also really appreciate that. Also, if you want to leave me a written rating on iTunes, that would also be really great. Thanks so much, and I hope you guys are listening again next week. Take care. The music for this podcast is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. Thanks, Jason.